Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Success as Listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you, man. Episode 90. Yes, 9-0. We are here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, obviously. And uh, I never want to take it for granted that we might have some new listeners out there. And I just want to tell you, welcome to the Success Edge uh, podcast. You know, we are... Definitely all about helping Christians that are in the marketplace take their walk to the next level and be as successful as they possibly can be God's way. That is our heart. That's our heartbeat on the success edge. And obviously, I know for all you veterans, I know it's been a little while since I've actually come out with an episode and I actually had a couple people, you know, on some social media platforms ask me, you know, hey, Tyler, are you uh, still podcasting? What's the deal? <laughs> And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Uh, I've just had some other projects come up that have taken priority over uh, my podcasting, but I have not stopped. I am here and we are going to continue on. So in this episode, obviously, it's going to be me talking to you. All right. And I actually wanted to come at you with a topic or something that is in the word that I know will help you be successful. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason I do the podcast. I mean, period, case closed. I mean, I, we don't, we don't come out here and tell you things that's going to make you fail. All right. You know, we're all about teaching you guys and helping you guys out with things that are going to help you succeed and obviously succeed God's way. So the thing is, is that I was actually listening to a believer's voice of victory podcast audio, and it was actually with George Pearson's and Gloria Copeland. All right. And I highly recommend uh, the Copeland's uh, ministry. Uh, they have uh, impacted my life in so many different ways from introducing me to other speakers and actually their different teachings they've had. And so obviously, I really appreciate, you know, what they did. And, you know, it was on a recent uh, episode. I can't, I don't recall actually the uh, title. It's actually whenever George and Gloria are on their, like, I think they're, you know, leading up to their 200th episode on keys to prosperity or, you know, basically how to access prosperity, you know, God's way. And they've been doing that. They had over 200 episodes uh, just within the uh, Believer's Voice of Victory, um, you know, podcast, which is fantastic. Anyway, I'll recommend it. But George Pearson's made a statement that really resonated with me and I wanted to bring it to light. And that statement was, the tither's bill of rights. Now, I know that I'm a tither, and you know, I had probably never really kind of put two and two together that I had a bill of rights, you know, when it came to tithing. And obviously, I knew about the bill of rights that America has, you know, freedom of speech and all the different things that go on with the bill of rights. And, you know, I probably don't, I probably know of them. I, and if I need to go research those, I could do that and so forth. But, you know, from a spiritual perspective and a 
success-mindedness in the kingdom, you need to know your bill of rights as a tither. And let me go ahead and put out a disclaimer that sometimes comes up in the Christian world or can come up in the Christian world about tithing. Tithing is essential. All right. I've heard some people, I actually I know of uh, some friends of mine that uh, believe that the tithe is no longer applicable. All right. And, you know, that is their opinion. And they probably, you know, they've kind of shown me some places in scripture where that, you know, Jesus hardly ever talked about the tithe and Paul hardly ever talked about the tithe. And, you know, Jesus never said you have to tithe, which is a true statement. Jesus never said you have to tithe. Okay. But we can look in scriptures and find in different areas where that Jesus does talk about the tithe. Paul does talk about the tithe and where that in the Old Testament, there is tithers that actually came before the law that was given to the Jewish people, basically before the Jewish law was given, right? I mean, it's... It's evident to people, you know, obviously we always look at the first place where the tithe is actually even, you know, shown or mentioned. And that is actually uh, in Genesis chapter 14, which is obviously Abraham coming back from the battle of the Kings where Abraham actually went and rescued Lot. And I'll let you go and read the whole entire scripture. It doesn't necessarily so much pertain to that to, you know, we're talking about as far as the battle and, you know, what happened. But I know that Abraham, here's the thing, Abraham got a lot of spoil from the battle. And he met a gentleman called Melchizedek, the king of Salem. And again, I don't have time to go into the significance of actually Abraham meeting uh, the king of Salem, which is Melchizedek, who is actually the, he was the high priest of God at that time. And I don't have time to go into that, you know, Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And I don't have time to go into, you know, how Abraham did not, you know, give any kind of money or anything like that to the kingdom or the king of Sodom, all right, which is a representation of Satan himself. But it says, and actually in Genesis chapter 14, verse 20, This statement actually comes right on the heels of Melchizedek, who is a representation of Jesus, blessing Abraham. And it says right here in the word, it says, then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything, all the spoils, everything he had. He gave a a tenth of that. And why is that? There was no commandment out there saying you've got to give 10 percent. There's nothing. But it was an act of honor. It was an act of thankfulness. It was an act of love and blessing God Almighty back for the victory that Abraham had experienced with the battle of the kings. Then, obviously, if you fast forward to actually Genesis chapter 28, which is obviously Abraham's grandson, Jacob, who is later to become Israel, he actually gives a tithe or gives of 10% of all that he has. He makes a promise of that actually in Genesis chapter 28, verse 22. So both of these patriarchs, so to speak, 
of our faith basically give 10%. Out of love, out of recognition, out of honor to their Heavenly Father. And to me, that's evidence enough. It, this came well before Moses put out the Ten Commandments. So I wanted to establish these two things right here because you need to know that in life, in those two gentlemen's lives, they were extremely blessed. They were extremely prosperous. They were extremely successful. We have two examples. And basically, because it says in the word, if you know, there's two places in the Bible that, you know, coincide and agree with each other, then it's established, man. And so to me, in the way that I believe, the way I see things, tithing is a part of my life. Tithing is an act of honor, an act of respect, an act of love to my heavenly father. So with that being said and established in your minds, and again, you can take it ever how you want to. I don't care. I just know the tithe works for me and has continued to work in my life for many, many years. And so let's, I want to jump into actually the tithers bill of rights. And there are seven that to my knowledge, after doing some research and doing some homework, you know, I looked up some things from Mac Hammond. I looked up some things from Benny Hinn. I found some other, you know, blogs that were out there. But when I look at actually Malachi chapter three, verses 10 through 12, I pull out seven things, seven things that happen once you tithe. So let's go over these. Number one, it says in there that the windows of heaven will be opened unto you. Now, what does that mean in English? Great question. Glad you asked. That means divine opportunities will be opened up for you. I believe that we have a mentality sometimes as Christians of, you know, what Gary Cassie, I've heard him say this, is a mailbox mentality. Okay. God, there's no money in heaven. All right. <laughs> I know that may, might be a shock to you, but there's no money in heaven. Money is here on the earth and God gives you opportunities once you tithe that you can go out and capture that money. Go out and capture those opportunities. He puts those opportunities before you. You have to have the eyes to see that. And that leads me into the second aspect, that the blessing will be poured out. That is divine empowerment. That's divine empowerment for you to be able to see and to act upon those opportunities that lay before you. I'm reminded of a gentleman that actually is near and dear to my heart that actually became extremely wealthy and he was a tither and a, an opportunity called a divine opportunity came into his life where that a gentleman actually approached him and said, Hey, sir, I'm not going to you know reveal his name or whatever. So don't worry about it. But Hey, sir, I have a certain portion of land that I don't know what to do with. I really don't care about that, you know, these these tracts of land that I have, which is over 500 acres. And because it's all timber and it's all these different things. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign over to you. This is back in the early, late 50s that this all happened. But I'm going to sign over to you this deed to this land because I'm sick and tired of having to deal with it and manage it and 
collect all this rent from all these renters and so forth that are on this land. And I'm just going to go ahead and sign this deed over to you. But you go ahead and pay me, you know, $225,000, all right, and you pay me whenever you can. No interest involved with all that. Well, let's go ahead and just call it for what it is. That is a divine opportunity. Those types of opportunities happen. But it's because that the gentleman that received that deed, that received that land, was a tither. I know that for a fact because that gentleman even taught me and showed me and said, hey, Tyler, you need to be a tither, right? And from that point, the gentleman obviously greatly prospered in his life. I'm reminded of another uh, gentleman that was coming back from serving down in Florida, and he was coming back up the interstate, and the Holy Spirit said, property. And it kind of startled him inside of his spirit. He didn't say it audibly. He said it actually inside his spirit, but he said property. And immediately he looked to his right, and there was a hotel that was kind of run down, and so to speak, that he later came back and purchased that property and wound up turning that property into a place where youth and uh, people could come and actually have camps and have a place to stay, you know, for the youth and so forth down in Florida near the ocean. Now, here's what happened later on. After that was all said and done, he had done all that. Many, many years later, that gentleman actually wound up selling that property for millions of dollars. We're talking millions of dollars. And obviously, he was a tither. I know that because he's taught on tithing, and I've learned from this gentleman. And he was a tither. And that was a divine opportunity. And he had the divine empowerment because the blessing was on his life. And obviously, that blessing always brings increase. You know, God is a God of increase. God is not a God of, you know, of uh, subtraction, right? He is a God of addition and multiplication. Actually, he's more of a God of multiplication than he is, you know, addition. The third thing that I want to point out to is that God himself will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Now, here's the thing, guys. You have divine protection. That's what I want you to get out of that statement right there, is that you have divine protection. And I want to tell you what the Hebrew word, I actually got this actually from an article from Benny Hinn that said that when it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And that word rebuke means to cripple or to paralyze. That God is actually going to cripple the enemy on your behalf when you tithe. All right? I mean, that that in all of itself is awesome. That's just in itself is worth tithing. I mean, that's what God promises to do, is to actually cripple and paralyze the enemy on your behalf. So that is divine protection. Now, let's go to number five, or excuse me, number four. Number four is the fruit of your ground will not be destroyed. Now, here's the thing. I want to make sure that you hear this, that the enemy whom God had crippled on your behalf will not be able to touch your finances. The fruit of your ground is revolving around money in this case. And, you know, I even look at it from not touching your family, all right? 
because the fruit of my ground is my children. And I believe that as a tither, one of my rights is, again, divine protection. And that the fruit of my ground, whether it be my finances, whether it be my marriage, whether it be, you know, my children, whatever comes out from me is the, is the fruit from the ground that I am, right? And I believe, and it says right here, the fruit of your ground will not be destroyed. That, again, is a promise. That is a right for being a tither. Number five, the vine will not fail to bear fruit in the field. Now, here's the thing. Again, I already said it. God is a God of increase. You can count on that the fruit of your ground, whether it be, you know, your character or your, you know, children or, you know, the marriage or the business that you have, it will produce. It says that right here that the vine will not uh, fail to br- produce fruit in the field. Okay. You know, that this is a huge thing right here because, you know, you've got to believe as a tither, that you will actually increase in your business, the the fruit of your ground. And all this is done by faith, by the way, guys. You know, none of this is done by just, you know, happenstance. It is all done by faith. You have to believe what you do not see. What, What is the opposite of faith? It's not fear, but it's sight. Sight is the opposite of faith. Because it says, for the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. So when you sit there and say, you know, the fruit of my ground will not be destroyed. And the vine, here we go, number five again. The vine will not fail to bear fruit or produce fruit in the field. Simply put, whatever goes in the ground is going to produce. Whatever you put your hand to will produce actually in the field. Number six, nations will call you blessed. Man, (laughs) out of all these rights as a tither, this right here is awesome. That God himself will make evident to the world around you that you are blessed. I mean, that in, in itself is awesome that you don't have to actually sit there and try to puff yourself up or make yourself known, but that nations will call you blessed. The nations of the world will see that you're blessed, and it's all because you're a tither. And by the way, guys, I actually forgot about a story that I have to share with you, and it goes back to four and five, which is the fruit of my ground will not be destroyed and the vine will not fail to bear fruit in the field. And this actually story actually came from, you know, uh, the actual teaching that George Pearsons and, uh, Glory Copeland did on the believer's voice of victory, uh, at, uh, Kenneth Copeland ministries. And the story is that, um, there was a gentleman that was actually preaching and telling me a story. Uh, so it comes from, uh, another person, but he said basically that, you know, they were, they were at a party, right? And it was a family get together, and there 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 was children running around, and you know adults having fun and so forth. Well, one of the daughters, who was mainly right around the age of you know six or seven years old, actually drowned. And I'm not going to get into the details of how she drowned or whatever, but they pulled her out of the pool, and she was basically 
not breathing, not, you know, there was nothing going on and they were trying to survive her and so forth and nothing was happening. And one of the, actually the dad, and that is so key right there. The dad stepped forward after the paramedics had done everything they could do, stepped forward and declared from the top of his voice and said, in the name of Jesus, I am. Am a tither, and I have the rights of a tither. Therefore, my seed will rise again; that my seed will not be destroyed. And sure enough, guess what? His daughter came alive right then and there. Is that not awesome, or what? That is the power of being a tither. That when you face situations and circumstances that you can claim your tither's rights. And actually, that's a good segue into number seven. And you will be a delightsome land. And what does that word delightsome mean? I've often kind of uh, been curious about that word. Well, actually, in this article that I pulled actually from Benny Hinn, it says right here that delightsome means highly desired. Highly desired. Here's the thing, guys that because of your obedience as a tither, God will highly desire you, that he will use you. I mean, that, that, that in and of itself, because you are so valuable. I mean, here's the thing. You know, if you had somebody coming to you faithfully, giving you honor, showing his appreciation or her appreciation out of love, you know, for what you've done in their life and giving back to you a portion of their income, which is obviously what you, you know, would be awesome in and of itself. Wouldn't you highly desire that person? Wouldn't you highly esteem that person? You know, we as believers do not need to be poor mouthing. We do not need to be, you know, Oh, woe is me. We do not need to feel like that. You know, we have to be, you know, uh, you know, this beggar or this, you know, uh, unworthy of a person, man, when God says that he highly desires you, when you're a delightsome land, Man, that should build your self-confidence when you're in the marketplace. That should actually help you see that, you know what? Man, I, I'm blessed. Man, God actually desires me. God wants to use me. I, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you work unto the Lord. I mean, I remember, I remember going back to, you know, a conversation I had with Darren Shearer that you work unto the Lord. Man, he doesn't want to lose a good employee. He actually desires you. He actually wants to use you in the marketplace. Therefore, you're a delightful lamb. Therefore, guess what? You can count on that your seed will be protected. That, you know, that gentleman that actually claimed his tither's right, that to see his daughter come back to life, that, that's, that's evidence of that. That God desires you. That God actually esteems you guys. You know, don't be poor mouthing yourself because God highly esteems you. So as I wrap up this, uh, this, this talk <laughs> that I've just given here to you guys, uh, let me kind of recap. Obviously, 
divine opportunities, divine empowerment, all right, that uh, God's going to rebuke, God, divine protection, that, you know, your fruit, the the things that come out of your, you know, your hands or your loins or whatever are not going to be destroyed. And here's the thing. They will produce. That's number five. They will produce. And nations will see that you're blessed. They will actually recognize that and desire what you have. You don't have to be sitting there Bible thumping people, which that's okay in some instances. But you know what? They're going to see it on you. They're going to see that blessing on you. And God desires you. You are a delightsome person to God. God highly desires you. These are the tithers bill of rights right here. These are evidence that, you know, you can claim as a tither. And this is why Tyler for, man, I I guess ever since I've been maybe, you know, uh, 10, 15 years old, or I don't know how old I was. I mean, I I was, let's just put it this way. Whenever, as long as I've been a teenager, right, that I have tithed, okay, to the best of my ability. I mean, maybe I might've missed one or two times that I might not have tithed, but the more, the older I've gotten, the more serious I have become about it and making sure that my tithe goes above everything. And by the way, I tithe on the gross. Yep. I don't tithe on the net. I tithe on the gross. There's a huge differentiation right there. I tithe on the gross income that comes in my household. All right. It is the first thing that goes out of my bank account. All right. Now, I want to give you guys one last thing right here before I do anything else. And that is actually my confession of faith that Amy and I make before we tithe. We do this faithfully. We join hands together and we make this confession and it goes like this. It says the windows of heaven are open over me. Blessings are being poured out. God himself has rebuked the devourer for my sake. The fruit of my ground will not be destroyed and the vine will not fail to bear fruit in the field. Nations are calling me blessed. I am a delightful land. Today, I'm experiencing God's supernatural increase because I have a covenant of increase. I walk in it by faith. I call it done in Jesus' name. And that, my friends, Success Edge community, SEC, that is my confession right there. It's an awesome confession. I would recommend you actually confessing over your tithe. It actually says that you should actually proclaim a blessing on your tithe. And I can't get into where that says that at. So actually in, I think, Leviticus where that's at. But here's the thing. It is actually empowering that tithe and giving back to God what is actually rightfully his. All right. And it's honoring him is showing him love is showing him respect. And it is something that will bring increase and success in your life in the marketplace. So there you go, guys. I have concluded the tithers bill of rights. Now I want to kind of change gears on you real quick. And just tell you a little bit about what's kind of going on in my life right now. Uh, we are finally uh, settling down. Uh, actually, the contractors did their punch out uh, this past week uh, down here in my basement. So we've got a fully, um, you know, we basically have you know, completed the project of our basement down here. Praise the Lord, which was mainly about a you know, three or four month period of time uh, that we had. Now, the other thing that I, I can tell you is I mentioned to you earlier in this uh, broadcast that I actually have had some other projects that have come up in my life. 
Now, I want to say that I am not stopping this podcast. All right. I've had too many people reach out to me saying that they have enjoyed the podcast. They enjoy listening to the different interviews that we've had. Also, you know, different topics that I've uh, taught on or covered, you know, and they've been encouraged by that. I got an email actually from a uh, person the other day that, you know, it's actually motivated them. It's given them confidence in their business. And man, that is music to my ears when I hear that. So with that being said, I am not pushing the pause button on the success edge. I'm only slowing down actually how many episodes I do. When I was doing one a week, now it looks like I'm going to be doing a right around one a month. All right. So this is obviously my July one here. I know it's kind of late in the month, but you know what? I'm doing it. Okay. Now, in the future, will things pick back up? Yeah, I believe that. I mean, whenever my life kind of slows down a little bit more or actually whenever I'm able to do away with one of the projects that I have to work on, absolutely. The success edge will actually pick back up speed. And I'm excited about that because I think this is a resource that is out there. It's a way for me to give back for all the way, all the things that I have uh, going on in my life and the things that I've learned and what God has done in my life. So I view this as a way of giving back to people, to the marketplace that Christians need to hear this. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, I would encourage you to become a Christian. All right. It is a lot better to be a Christian than not to be a Christian. Trust me on that. And so obviously we're going to have some other individuals come on uh, for interviews and I have some of those already lined up. I just have to actually, you know, record their episode. All right. But I have them lined up and you're probably going to hear from some people that have already been on the show, come back on the show and we'll do those interviews uh, as well. So. Success Edge community, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Wherever you're at from all across this world, thank you so much for listening to the Success Edge. This is episode 90. Man, we're 10 episodes away from the big mark of 100. Praise ye the Lord. So with that, guys, I'm done. Appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, Download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.